Welcome to the Nitty Gritty. We're here to talk about the most important aspects or practical details of a subject or situation. We get asked all the time how to communicate and meet the needs of our children in all various ages and developmental stages. How do we navigate the challenges and life struggles, learning challenges, and most importantly, how do we talk to our children about living a life with Jesus? While we both have read a plethora of books, listened to all the podcasts, and have a beautiful community with an abundance of support and wisdom, when it comes to the nitty-gritty heartache of parenting, the only source that remains true to help us navigate is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that guides us, nourishes, sustains, and gives us everything we need. So no matter where you are in life, what you're doing, where you're at in your journey, we hope that this is a space where you can relate, feel seen, and just have a moment to rest in Jesus. Friends and new listeners, I am so excited to introduce to you one of my best friends and confidants, Shell. She is honest and creative. Her laugh is as contagious as her love for Jesus. Shell is more than helpful and innovative, whether it's making a costume, finding a good deal, or literally trading my meat slicer for a custom-made patio planner box. (laughs) She is known for her ability to shellify every situation. Seriously, she has shellified the application of prayer. It's no longer, hey, can you pray for me? She says, yes, I'm going to pray right now. And she stops everything and brings Jesus into the moment to transform the situation. This woman is honest. She's bold and uninhibitedly lives in the victory of Jesus. Shell, you challenge me to be a better wife, better mom, better friend, and a follower of Jesus. I am truly so thankful for you. I love you so much. And I cannot wait for everyone to get to know how special you are. I love you. Now take a minute and you get to introduce yourself and your family to everybody. Whoa, what an introduction. I feel like when you're like the best man and the best, you know, the maid of honor at the wedding and you're like, oh, they went first. (laughs) I have to follow that. (laughs) Thank you for everything you said, because I know that it comes from, from truly your truest part of your heart and everything you said means so much to me. So yes, I am Shell. I am a mother and a wife. I have two children, Ford and August, a boy and a girl, five and three. Uh, My husband is a fireman, so I am single parenting half the time, but never truly single parenting because God's always in it with me and so is the Holy Spirit. So I'm super thankful for that. We love all things water. We love to surf. We love to be at the beach. I mean, just my kids, we always think, say, oh, we ever start some, who knows what, right? We always are like thinking, if I ever start this, if I ever do this, this is what I'd call it, right? And we'd always say, just add water with our kids. So yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I feel like during this podcast journey, you'll learn more about me, but that's just a little tidbit. I have been a follower of Jesus my entire life. Had a wonderful example through my mother who taught me how to cultivate that relationship and how to listen to the Holy Spirit. So I'm so thankful for that foundation. But it wasn't until I was in my 30s and I started having kids that I really started running towards Jesus. Before it was like I was walking with him. Now I feel like I am running with him. And that leads me into Danielle, who is co-hosting with me. And Danielle is someone who is just so authentic and genuine and approachable 
to be walking in not only the relationship with Jesus, but having a friend who is also a mother, the way she mothers her children is so beautiful. She is so consistent. She teaches them. I'm like, how do you teach your kids this many things? I'm always like flabbergasted. Like, yes. Oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that I have taken on in my own parenting because of the obedience and sacrifice that Danielle has gone before me. Like she's, she's gone before me. And even though her kids aren't like way older, like she's got a head start and she has generously and joyfully shared that information with me. She is, if I could describe Danielle in one word, it would be steadfast. I don't think I've met anyone in my life, even more than my mom. And she is like the most that I have ever seen, like spiritually steadfast. But Danielle is like steadfast, well-rounded, not just spiritually, it's physically, mentally, emotionally, all the things. And she just, she spurs me on without even saying anything by the way she just lives her life. And so I am so thankful that we're doing this podcast together because this is her conversations are the reason why I want to do this podcast because I never feel alone. I always feel like, oh, she's gone through it or she's going to pray for me through it or just whatever that feels like. She's like my lifeline through Jesus. And I know it's not her. I know it's her being used by God, but she is a willing vessel. And I'm just, I'm so thankful. So yeah, the why behind this podcast for me is for you listeners out there is to feel like you're not alone, to feel like someone else is experiencing what you're experiencing or what you have experienced or to gain encouragement that, oh my gosh, they went through that. I went through that. Wow. I can look back at that and see where Jesus has brought me. We are not the appendages of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And I feel like so many times I get into conversations with people where they just feel like I'm the head, I'm the arm, I'm this. And I, I want a space where people can feel like, oh my gosh, yes, I can relate. I am a part of a body. I am a part of the community of Christ. So whether we meet or not in person, we hope that our experience can encourage you and point you towards Jesus. So yeah. And now it's Danielle's turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I'm so glad that you just talked about the heart of why we started this, because truly we cannot live the life that Jesus wants us to without relationship. And that is his heart for us. And I would not be, like I said before, I wouldn't be the wife and the mom and the friend if it wasn't for friendships like yours and you pointing me to Jesus and what that looks like to live a life with him. We want that for everyone. We don't want to live as these like isolated islands doing life alone. And we also don't want everything to be pointing to ourselves. We live in such a culture where everything is pointed to me, follow me, follow me. And it's, it's not about that. We want people to know what it's like to truly follow Jesus and walk with him. And that's our heart. And that's why we're here. So thanks for bringing that up, Shell, because it's just such a beautiful reminder of who God is and how much he loves us. So I'm excited that to share that with, with the people listening. So a little bit about me. I have been married to my husband, Joseph, for almost 14 years. We dated for about three years before that. So yeah, it's just been such a wonderful journey of life with him. I feel like I've gone from, you know, my college age to now adulthood with my friend. <laughs> and 
just watching how our relationship has changed over time. And now we've had the privilege of parenting two children for the last 10 years. Our son is 10, his name is Daniel, and our daughter is eight. She's Lily. And we call ourselves the crazy Kazarians because <laughs> we live life with intensity and exploration and adventure everywhere we go. If we're not hiking or at the beach or just exploring whatever city God happens to have us living in at that time, we just tackle life. I know 100% is a thing. I tell my kids all the time, you can't say 101% because there's only 100% because that's the whole thing. (laughs) Truly, we tackle life with like a thousand percent. We just live with intensity, whether it's our intense love for each other or our intense frustration. Like we're just, we're the crazy Kazarians and we love it and life's an adventure with us. So we, you know, we've moved to several different locations in the last 15 years and every place has been an opportunity for us to see what is God calling us to do and build in community in that area. And we've gone from what feels like childhood to now adulthood in all of those moves. And now we get to show our kids, how do we see where Jesus is really moving and how do we how do we just embrace the adventure, even though there's lots of changes and scary things? What does it look like to say, okay, God, you're moving and I want to move with you and not be afraid of that. So I had someone say to me several years ago, what breaks your heart? And he said, what breaks your heart is often the area that God wants to use you. And that just kind of stopped me in my tracks and made me realize there's so many times in my life that this passion and this like crazy part of me that felt crazy inside, I doubted or it made me feel insecure. But after looking at that question, I realized that truly what breaks my heart is a life that's unchanged by Jesus. And that is what fuels me. And when I see people who are broken and hurting and don't know what it's like to live in the freedom that Jesus provides for them. I get passionate wanting to help them. I want to give them the tools. I want to like help rescue them from what they're experiencing because I truly know what it's like to go through anxiety and depression and just heartache and have Jesus alongside me from, I mean, my earliest memory hearing Jesus's voice was I think three and a half years old when I woke up from this terrible nightmare and my mom, who is such a God-fearing woman and prayer warrior, she taught me how to pray. And she taught me that no matter what is happening, no matter what like evil I feel is coming against me, there's power in the name of Jesus. And so from a very young age, in those moments when I felt so scared and alone, I would cry out to Jesus. And he would meet me in those moments. And whether it was the audible voice of him just saying, daughter, I'm with you. Daughter, I love you. You're safe. Or giving me this tangible peace that I didn't know was possible in a moment that I was truly just feeling debilitated. I knew Jesus was with me. And like any relationship that we're in, the more time we spend with someone, the more intimate that relationship grows. And like any relationship, there's ebbs and flows of feeling closeness with a person or maybe a season where we don't feel so close to someone. But what's so beautiful about God is in any of the seasons where maybe I didn't feel close to him, he never left. (laughs) And 
what we're going to be talking about today is what it looks like to truly walk with Jesus and build our life on him. Because there are times that maybe we don't feel a certain way, but it doesn't mean that God isn't who he says he is. And even if we don't feel like God is there, he is. Jesus doesn't leave us. And what does it look like to ask questions, ask God questions, and maybe even wrestle through some of the hard things to hear his voice in the middle of whatever we're going through? Yeah. And I mean, feelings is exactly that. That's why (laughs) we can operate out of feelings if we want to. But like when you said, we don't feel like God is here. We don't feel this. Well, yeah, well, sometimes I feel like I want to hug my kids. And sometimes I feel like I want to shake my kids. So we can't act off of that. We have to know that like, yeah, we want to like what you're saying is like giving us the tools to know how do I overcome what I am feeling and walk in his truth and, and walk in his will to not <laughs> do those things. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a mentor say one time, you can't ever feel your way into an action because if you don't feel like doing something, you're not going to do it. So you can't feel your way into an action, but you can act your way into a feeling. So if you really don't want to do something, the more you put your like step forward and actually choose to do it when you don't want to, your heart will begin to change and your mind will begin to change to feel a certain way. Right. I mean, even in our marriages, like I might always love my husband, but I don't like him. Sometimes I don't always want to serve him, but if I know that that's the right thing to do to bring us back together, then I can choose to do the hard thing. And eventually the more I choose to do things for him, the more my love grows for him and I'm able to show him that I love him. So it's like putting, putting the, the action in, even when we don't want to. Yeah, totally. So in college, I, I volunteered with a organization called Habitat for Humanity. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. So basically if you're listening and you haven't heard of it before, it's a organization that helps provide decent housing for struggling families. So I would work alongside homeowners to help build their future homes. So they would actually come with us and help build their own home. I, they would have ongoing projects all year long. So depending on the day that I was volunteering, I didn't know what phase of the building process I was going to be in. Either I was nailing the frame of the house together or other times I was painting walls or maybe even doing a gardening project. But there was one job that I noticed over time it was always completed by the professionals. They did not have us doing that job. And that was laying the foundation. I think parenting, even if it's not, even if you're not a mom or a dad, maybe it's relationships that you have or your own life. I think a lot of times that's like building a house. We have so many people speaking into our lives, whether it's family members, friends, teachers, Instagram, <laughs> that's going to add to like the texture and the finishing details of the house. But over time, although those influences are going to help to frame the character, we aren't always going to have a say in who is speaking into our kids' lives or who is speaking into our friends' lives or our husband's lives. But it's so crucial to lay a solid foundation. And the only way to lay a solid foundation is through Jesus and his word. And we'll, we'll speak specifically even to parenting, but before you can lay a solid foundation for your kids, 
you have to make sure you're laying your own life on solid ground. And one of the ways to start is to just ask yourself the question like, okay, what am I building my life on? Like, what am I building my life on? I don't know if you're familiar with the story in the Bible of the two builders, but Jesus basically is telling this parable of two men that are building a house. One is building his house on a rock and the other one is building his house on sand. And when the rains come crashing down, the house on the rock stands firm and the house on the sand just crumbles and falls. And our life is like that. And that's what Jesus is trying to say is the storms of life are always going to come. We can't stop the storms from coming, but when they do, what were we building on? Were we building on something that is steadfast and unchanging, or are we building on something that's just going to crumble and make us feel like we're falling apart? But also this makes me think about like athletes, Olympians, triathletes, anyone who's just wanting to do a sport, whether it's professionally or not, they want to be good at it. You're not, you're not just like waiting for the game day to like go out there. Like you are actively training, you are preparing yourself, you are nourishing your body. You are not staying up late. You are, you know, whatever that is. And so the same thing, like you said, the storms are always going to come. Like if you're an athlete, those games or those trials or those, you know, meets or whatever you want to call them, they're going to come and you're either prepared (laughs) or you're not. You can't just decide on that day. Like, yeah, I'm going to learn to swim. Like if you don't, if you don't know how to swim, AKA the word worship, the Holy spirit community, like you're going to drown. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, it's interesting because for me, even though I've had Jesus a part of my life for so many years, there was a point in my life where I had to realize that building my life on a foundation of him was actually where my identity needed to come from. So building your life on the foundation of Jesus means that your identity actually is coming from the confidence in who God is and who you are because of Jesus and how you see yourself is going to determine the stability of your house and that foundation. And for me, there were times that, yeah, I knew Jesus, but maybe I wasn't like you were saying, shall I wasn't spending the time in, in the word, reading the Bible as daily, really. (laughs) I wasn't spending time really in prayer, talking to him. Maybe I'd pray when I was asking for things, or even if I was praying daily, it wasn't really like taking that time to rest in his presence. And so my identity got to be wrapped up in the things that I was doing. And how often do we do that? Right. Our identity becomes like, Oh, I'm an anxious mom. I'm a depressed wife. I'm a, I'm a successful actor those listening we live in los angeles so that's the big <laughs> people in the industry that's around us a lot right it's like i'm my career is successful because i booked the latest fill in the blank or i've been promoted and so our identity gets wrapped up in how many sales we've made in our job or whatever whatever that is and and motherhood's a big thing if but if the things aren't going well if the circumstances aren't going the way that we planned and wanted them to then our identity essentially has been built on that foundation and how our success is and it's just going to crumble like building our life on sand we can't do that kids throw a temper tantrum in the store you're like i'm the worst mother ever like you have to you know discipline your child and then you're just like wondering like what everyone else is thinking and i mean i still go through that kind of stuff i still but i'm like nope i can quickly in that moment be like that is not truth that is not who i am i am a child of god and this is what god is calling me to do and it's so quickly that you can just call it back around so it this what danielle is saying is not that 
there's not a struggle anymore. And I know she didn't say that, but sometimes it's like, okay, I have this firm foundation and we feel like, yes, we have this firm foundation. We're so good. We're so strong, but guess what? You're going to go to that track meet and you might still get beat by someone else. Somebody else might be better than you or might, might be further along than you. And it's, it's not that it's just having the tools to quickly take those thoughts captive and not only take them captive and be like, oh, great. I know that's not true. But then speaking truth into that lie to that lie with the Holy spirit, with scripture Mm -hmm. through Jesus. So yeah, just wanted to add that. So good. Shell. I mean, imagine like how, how many times do you hear in a day? Like, I just want to know what my purpose is. Like, what is my calling in life? And like, I mean, I've found myself asking that question at various points in my life. Like, what is my purpose? And what God keeps showing me is he takes me back to Danielle. Your purpose is to love God and to love others. (laughs) Like, imagine what life looks like if you just take back to that truth every time. Like, no matter what's happening around you, your purpose is to love God and to love others. Like it's so simple and, but it's basically mind blowing, (laughs) (laughs) right? But it's not the truth that is difficult. It's the application of the truth that I think we, we struggle with. And so we get to talk about what are those practical ways that we can actually live in that truth. And I want to bring us to this verse from Proverbs in the Bible that speaks to this and it says, it's Proverbs 14, one, it says a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish one tears it down with her own hands. We have a choice every day with our actions and with our words. Are we going to, I tell this to my kids all the time. There's death and there's life in the power of the tongue. Your words are either going to build someone up or they're going to tear someone down. And if we look at this this verse and we take the application to our own life, we have a choice. Are we going to build someone up? Are we going to tear someone down? But before we can even begin to have that application for the people in our life, we have to start that with ourselves. What are we saying to ourselves? Are we saying in our own mind words that are tearing our spirit down? Or are we saying things that are truth about ourselves? Like I'm chosen, I'm loved. I've made, I've been made whole and complete. Jesus says that in his word, like we've been made whole and complete. We're not lacking in anything. And so are we speaking those things over ourselves and laying that foundation on truth? Are we speaking things like, I'm such a failure. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so exhausted. I'm so tired, which could be, it it could feel true that you're exhausted and tired and feel incapable of something. But the truth is your, your value is not based on your capability. Mm, So good. So good. (laughs) I just, it's, it's like a daily practice and a daily process of, okay, God, in this, in this moment where everything feels like everything feels like it's crumbling around me, but you're with me. And so while this storm is raging against me, what can I do right now to choose to fix my eyes on you and build my house? My house is my spirit where, where Jesus is living, where his Holy spirit is residing in me. I don't want to tear my own house down. That, that word, actually, the foolish one tears her house down to tear is like to throw and cast away. I'm like, what an image that is for us. If we are speaking death over ourselves, we're literally like with our hands, like almost throwing this identity of who God says we are. We're throwing it away from us. Like it's garbage. We're just tossing it aside. 
that totally gives me a visual of my son. He was playing with magnetiles the other day. He's done this multiple times, but this is just a prime example. He's built this beautiful castle or whatever, right? It's we could just say it's a house. So he's built this beautiful house and there's like a couple pieces that are weird or August comes by and starts, you know, poking at it. And he's like, August. And then he like can't get this just one little thing that he wants to fix. And so he just knocks the whole thing down. And I'm like, do not think, don't speak to yourself that way. He's like, I can't do it. And he just like knocks it down. But when you're talking about that, it's just such a visual of like how we can react with, I don't know, we've, whether it's a diet or going to the gym or walking with the Holy spirit and reading that we're like, yeah, yeah, we're feeling really great. And then like one little thing comes up and you're like, forget it. All this hard work. It doesn't matter. I don't really care. And then you just like tear it down. So that was just kind of like a visual I had. And if we are standing in God's truths and we are speaking, like you said, how are we speaking to ourselves? If we are able to have grace for ourselves, the way that Jesus has grace for us and the way that he meant for us to pour that grace into other people, then we can still look in the mirror and feel what our flesh is feeling. But then we can look and say, no, I can quote this scripture. I can say this, that you just said, like, I am made perfect in Christ. I am a child of God. I was made in his image and whatever other verses that you might you know, collect and put in a file or have on your phone or whatever, that's going to remind you. It's it's like those affirmations of those kids on YouTube that are like, you're great. You're awesome. You're this. And it really does work. It works. Me and my kids do those things. We're in a bad mood. We count to three. We're like, okay, one, two, three, we're going to jump. And when our feet hit the ground, we are turning it around, like whether we feel like it or not. And it feels so like fabricated at first, but it is. You are having to choose this. So your brain and your body will follow. And so when you're speaking those words of life straight from the book of God, who was there to encourage us and to keep us moving forward when we fall, or when we feel like we fail, it's like, oh my gosh, I do believe these things. And you begin to see confirmations in whether it's your children say something to you and you're just like, that came out of their mouth or you run into some cashier or whatever. It's like, God always just kind of drops these little things. It's like, you're on the right path. You got it. Keep going. But yeah, that was a major side tangent. But yeah, I don't want to be like when my son's frustrated and I just tear my house down because my my mind is not built on that foundation. Mm. Yeah, I think this is like such a good place to just pause and think about this verse and really like break it down and spend time praying with our listeners. Cause I know our heart is so much for prayer for each other. And we have seen how life really changes when we stop everything we're doing and just invite Jesus into that space. And I just sense that somebody, somebody listening, maybe this is new for them and they're like, maybe there's new words that they haven't heard before, or this is a different practice. And they're like, okay, I, I want change, but this seems hard. I don't know what to do. And I just want to take a minute to pause with them and just say like, Jesus sees you. I've been there and we just want to pray with you and show you what it means to pray scripture over your life. Because we, we don't know we, we may never know what the full picture of God's will for our life is, but 
through his word, he shows us little bits and pieces of his will for that moment that we're in or for that hard thing that we're going through, or even in a time of celebration, right? I just, we were memorizing Ecclesiastes 3 as a family, and it says there's a time to mourn, and there's a time to dance, there's a time to grieve, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to plant, and there's a time to uproot, there's there's a time for all of these things, and so as we're, there's, there's even a verse that says there's a time to build, and there's a time to tear down, and so I think as we talk about building our life on Jesus, maybe there's someone that's listening to this that's been building their life on something else, and maybe they need to tear that down first. And in the process of tearing down maybe those walls that they've built in their own life, taking this moment and, and asking God, okay, I want to build my life on you. So let's, let's pray your words over my life and just sit in your presence and learn to listen. All right. Before we read Proverbs 14.1 and pray that together, I just want to encourage you that I know the Bible can feel very overwhelming to a lot of people to read. They're like, what is this history book? Or what are, what's all this language that I don't understand? Or there's so many different ways that it's taught. And we can get information from all sorts of different places. But we must do what God tells us to do in his word. Otherwise, that information just is the same as information anywhere else that we're getting. What we need that is different than just reading another book that we grab from the library or download to listen to, we need the Holy Spirit. Like that's where the Holy Spirit comes in because more than information, we need transformation. And trusting and obeying God, that is what secures our foundation. And sit with the Holy Spirit and his word right now and let God just pour these words over your over your heart and your spirit today. Lord, be with my my sisters right now, our friends. I just pray that we would have eyes to see. We would have ears to hear. Open up our heart to receive the transformation that you want for us. I think you are such a good God. and You love us so much. Thank you that your word says a wise woman builds her house. And as we sit with those words right now, a wise woman, what does it mean to be wise? What is it to build? Let us open up our spirit to be that house, that presence. You tell us that when we are, are walking with you, when we receive you as our savior, your spirit comes and resides in us. May our house be open to receiving you today. And Lord, in your wisdom, you give us the other side of this. You tell us that a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one with her own hands, she tears it down. Lord, I just see in this verse, we have this choice. Are we going to be wise or are we going to be foolish? God, I, I want to be wise today. I pray for my friend who, who wants that too. May we not tear ourselves down. 
May we recognize the lies that we've heard spoken over us, the names we've been called. the pain we've experienced. The shameful things we've done. But I pray that we can just lay that at your feet right now and replace every single one of those lies with the truth of who we are because of Jesus. Jesus, you renew, you transform, you are our healer, you are wise. Thank you for saving us from ourselves. Thank you for empowering us to live. Show us what choices we've made that are not your best for us. Show us the steps to take to replace foolishness with wisdom. Maybe it's just one step. What is the next thing I need to do, God? To walk with you instead of trying to take this into my own hands. God, we just ask that we would be listeners. It's just something that just has come up so much with not only my kids, but myself. And when we are doing all the talking, we can't hear what you're speaking to us, what your Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Even just walking into a room when someone overpowers the conversation, it makes the other person not want to speak, or if they're speak, the, the person doesn't hear. So I pray, Jesus, that as we quiet our own voice, we would hear yours directly to our hearts or through others or through sometimes songs, billboards, people. You speak to all of us so differently, but I pray, Lord God, in in the moments where we want to act foolish instead of being wise, that our default would just to say nothing, to close our mouths and to ask you for wisdom and what that, what that looks like, when to speak. And when I was hearing, you know, a foolish woman tears her home down with her own hands, that's like taking ownership. And I pray that we would take ownership for the things that we have done that we wouldn't look around saying this person said this, this did that, or I was dealt a poor hand or these things happened to me, which there's stuff that has happened to people that I can't even imagine that have framed who they are and how they look at themselves. But I pray that in those areas 
where we have done the tearing down, that we would take ownership of that and not feel guilt or shame, but we will feel conviction. We will want to turn the other way. And when we begin to take ownership of our actions, good and bad, then when the house that we are building is so beautiful and steadfast and whatever other adjective you want to think of that we are proud to take ownership of what we have built in you and through you and that we would boast in you, Lord God, it is not about us. So I just pray for any past actions, words, beliefs that we have done to tear pieces of our own house down that we would take ownership and ask for forgiveness for those things and change and move forward. Heavenly Father, I ask for the strength to be a wise woman who builds my house and help me to not be a foolish one who tears it down with my own hands. I thank you that the blood of Jesus covers us with grace and mercy and forgiveness and fills us with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to say one thing really quick. In the seriousness and sometimes the heaviness of thinking of foolish actions or how we've been hurt and what people have said, or maybe we can start to feel bad about choices we've made. I just want to say that God's a God of joy and laughter and celebration. And so if someone's feeling just kind of down and heavy right now, rest in the peace that Jesus provides because it's a lot of fun walking with Jesus and (laughs) being surrounded by laughter and people who are walking with him too. And there's freedom. So it's important to recognize where we're not walking with him, but also like, I just want to encourage you that it's a party. (laughs) So come to the party. (laughs) We're here for it. Yes. That's so good, Danielle. Cause yeah, I mean, especially if you're new to this, this can all sound so like, oh my gosh, there's so much work to be done, but yes, (laughs) it is definitely a party. There is so much joy and celebration in all of it. It's like anything that's difficult in life when you have overcome or accomplished or completed something, how much confidence you feel. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is what it was all about. This is what it was all for. And anyone that has gone through childbirth, I mean, it's kind of like that. So just know that you might be in the like birthing process that you're like, why did I have this baby? (laughs) But then the baby comes and you're like, oh, you're so cute. I don't feel anything anymore. (laughs) So I guess that's what it's like from going from glory to glory. Like we don't just stay. We don't just have the baby and then nothing else. And then, then the next trials come and they start crawling and crying and acid reflux and all the things. (laughs) All right. So moving forward, we are excited to have more episodes and we don't know how that exactly is going to look. We're just kind of waiting on God to show us, but I mean, we want to talk about discipleship, wisdom, prayer, 
because, you know, we have fun exploring God's best way to live. And we want to invite you guys into that conversation as well. So, you know, what does it mean to parent to live with the Holy Spirit? How are we building our homes? That's one thing that, you know, we're, we want to start with foundation, then we're going to hit have, okay, well then what about the framework? And then, you know, the finished carpentry and then the painting and all of that. There's, there's so many steps to building a house that it can't all be accomplished in one podcast, you know, but what do we need to tear down? before we set that foundation, you know, what is our house built from? How do we rebuild that house? What about a remodel? What if we don't need a full rebuild, you know? And if there's any questions or topics that you guys have, depending on what platform we share on, I feel like most platforms you can comment and just say like, Hey, this is something that's in my life. Or if anyone has any prayer requests, dude, put that in there. We will be praying for you. And we're not the kind of people that are like, we'll be praying for you. Like, no, we will literally be praying for you. So yeah, I guess that kind of wraps wraps up our first episode. Thank you for listening and fumbling through this with us. <laughs> oh boy. You can also email us and we are happy to pray with you and and support you through prayer in whatever you're going through. Yeah. And we won't spam you. Promise. <laughs> Promise. Have nothing to spam you with. You know, <laughs> we have nothing. <laughs> Some subscription. Yeah. God, if God says something to us through prayer, then we'll share it with you. <laughs> well, we look forward to the journey and thank you for, for tuning in. Be blessed. Bye.